0: guys it's your host matilda
1: hey it's me hadiza
0: and it's your other host imama <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to the Lipso podcast All right, guys, welcome back to today's episode. We have a guest on today's episode. I love how Imama always does that. (laughs) Like, if you scroll back to all the episodes, you will see that she does that every time we... We have someone on. Yeah. So on today's episode, we have with us St. Clair D- Dietrich Jules, and she is a director, a producer, a Ooh. documentarian, Ooh. and an activist. Okay, some- so she she's wow. like a filmmaker, yeah. and she focuses on social justice. So hey, Claire. Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> so she's also a graduate of Brown University, which is an Ivy wow. League university. Girl, Fancy. girl. <laughs> Girl, how do you do it? <laughs> no, honestly, how? <laughs> no, we're not asking. Like, it's not a rhetorical question. Yeah, it's like an actual like, <laughs> how? <laughs> Please
2: <laughs> help us. Bring
0: help. <laughs> yeah. So she graduated from Brown, and then she generally advocates for marginalized communities, and she's worked on multiple documentaries. And like one of her projects recently that um, she's worked on is a book called Dear Chloe: Love Letters to My Little Sister, and. Aww. I know oh, But let me explain what it is. So what okay. it is is that like it's a photography book that's coming out soon and mm-hmm. what she did is she photographed a hundred black women that have natural hair and she took down some of their stories. Mm-hmm. So it's not out yet, but guys I saw a YouTube um like the preview the, yeah. of like what it is and I was like this is such an amazing idea like why have why have i never seen something like this and like and so she reached out to us and i was like yes please like (laughs) come on and let's talk about this and like yeah so here she is and we're so excited to have her on here
3: thank you i'm so excited to be here talking to you guys
0: (laughs) okay so before we move ahead with our topic and we will explain our topic um, after we talk about our weeks or last two weeks, anyways. <laughs> last, okay. last two weeks. So, okay, how have you guys' last two weeks been? Oh, hey, Claire, you can start.
3: Oh my gosh, no pressure.
0: No <laughs> pressure at all. Um,
3: my week's been good. Let's see. Highlight of my week is that I found out that my little brother, who's, who is eight, decided that he's going to go vegetarian, which is exciting to me because Whoa. I'm vegetarian. At eight? And I think it's really cute that he's that he's so young and he decided that he didn't want to eat animals anymore. So I don't know, that was a good
0: a good point of my week. I was not conscious of anything. I definitely was
2: not. Yeah, we were out there like slicing chicken necks. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) definitely, would you say like you influenced him a little bit? Mm,
3: Well, my dad is pescatarian, so so that That probably had some kind of kind of like influence on my brother. But my stepmom eats like everything so yeah Hmm.
0: that's
2: pretty cool cool. i mean that's self-awareness at that young age that's crazy because i did not have
0: that i can tell you that that definitely was whatever my parents (laughs) did i did But (laughs) Exactly. exactly there was
1: no culture of vegetarianism in nigeria like, Fair it's, enough. True. it's yeah. only yeah. now that it's becoming something
0: yeah like that but it's sense. still hard like for instance if you're in Nigeria and you want to be a vegetarian I mean like other people can speak to it we kind of talked about this and you were like you don't think it's that hard but I, I think don't. it's just kind of hard because like here a lot of times you would go for events or to restaurants and they would have like options, options like vegetarian options Nigeria like yeah. they just assume that everyone is
1: and just- I think if, even if they were just going to cook a dish that was vegetarian most like, they're probably going to use magi Maggie,
0: Maggie already has, meat. has yeah. like meat stock in yeah. it, right? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um Imama, how has your week been? My week
2: has been uh, good. What did I do? Hmm. I don't know. I guess oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. Wow <laughs> <laughs> What happened there? <laughs> I just remembered something. So I'm starting this like 30 day healthy lifestyle oh, yeah. thing. So not like a challenge, oh, just also- like something to kind of just kick off me having a healthy lifestyle because i mean like we're getting old they're like my joints and I'm it's just- <laughs> not even
0: that old she
2: said my joints i mean like Whoa. i'm just trying to develop a healthy lifestyle now to kind of take me into the rest of my life so yeah i went to the gym four times this week guys you, and she dragged me Ooh, with her twice. honestly i am so proud of myself and and <sighs> i ate a salad for lunch twice <laughs> Progress, 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 progress. Yeah. This
0: girl was like, I ate a salad and I, and like she said it like, I just climbed Mount Everest.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, Honestly, <laughs> I might as well have like twice. Come on. And, and once for dinner, twice for lunch, once for dinner. Honestly, I'm proud of myself. I'm actually quite
0: proud of you because salads <laughs> are a snack for me. <laughs> you see, you know, I'm doing, doing, doing it. Doing yeah. They make me, doing I'm, I'm doing still me. hungry when no, I, mine eat were them. so good. It had like avocados. It had like, okay, chicken. those kind it of had, salads do like, fill, me, fill you up. Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: trust me. I yeah, guess. yeah.
0: yeah um, my last two weeks has been good as well like for some reasons I've been surrounding myself with a lot of friends nowadays shout out to oh we have like an audience today as well so we have Feijiru and Angela in the background just listening to us because they wanted to see what our setup was like so I've been hanging Ocean out with like me. Ocean fans right <laughs> Um, so we've just, I've just been hanging around a lot of friends. Like every time I come back from work, I have something planned and like winter is upon us, unfortunately. And like seasonal depression is so easy to get into. (laughs) I say it like, it's like a lifestyle. it really is <laughs> because i uh, yeah i'm like i'm a victim of seasonal depression so i just tried to do more of that and like imama's been drive- dragging me to the gym with her and like the classes are killing me but like fun. killing me in a good way yeah <laughs> i guess and i also found this really nice community kind of thing in ottawa it's called jaku conbit uh, oh, they yeah, had like nice. yeah. yeah okay so what it is i guess it's like a community center ish kind of thing for okay. like black people people of african descent and i found them on Eventbrite um because they were ha- they're having a seminar series where like mm-hmm. this guy i guess this prof that went to the um i don't know who he is honestly but he's a black history prof and like he he's basically doing a series on powerful african black uh, um well of course, of course they're black the African, <laughs> I mean, not really. African, no, African, yeah, African, like whipped strong women in mm. history, basically, okay, and ooh, how ooh. they led like the movements and everything. And I only went for one class because it's been running for eight weeks. But when I went there and I saw like, you know, there were old people, like eighty something year old people, learning about these things, and they were like. Why don't they teach us these things? And you see people that have grown up and all their lives never known about this. And I'm just like, honestly, we really don't know shit as a community about our history, mm-hmm. Um, our collective history. And they were just saying, like, that is actually the reason we're kind of, like, lost. Because if we don't know history, there's no way we can move forward. Because these people, I say these people, like the white people, um yeah. <laughs> they celebrate their history and you see it, yeah. like, are they What? what, what mm-hmm. Hmm? Huh?
2: Hmm? hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sorry. to celebrate <laughs> just,
0: I feel like not just I feel like people
1: <laughs> generally even like with like East Asians or like Indians for example like I feel like there are a lot of cultures that have their histories well documented yeah, yeah ours isn't but, isn't, but ours yeah.
0: isn't well documented but there's still things out there like mm-hmm. do you get what I mean even the little that's out there we still don't know mm-hmm. so like I mean some of the stories I knew but I didn't know how they like connected and everything just seeing mm-hmm. the women and being like like honestly my heart was like I was having heart palpitations as she was as he was talking because I was like, wow, like, I feel these women on a spiritual level. Like, I would like women to believe, spirits. yeah, I would like to believe that if I was there as Magic. well, and I would have also been one of the fighters. So, yeah. like, yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? So, so, that's how your week ends. So, I've been feeling like a fighter for the last two weeks. So, yeah, that's that's been my week. Sorry that was long. So, I'm going Wait, to talk about my yeah. week. I thought you did. No, oh, didn't. you didn't. Oh, shit. <laughs> I apologize. Do better, Lisa. man. Girl, girl, it's going be it's girl. going to be please. short. Girl, please. Let's be long. Don't worry. I got you. Um,
1: So my, my, the last two weeks have been, I would say just basic, to be honest. It's mostly been me, like, applying for a job, you know, going through school. Um, Yeah. Basically, I started applying for a job relating really to my field and I got my first rejection. And I was just
2: Yay.
1: like. Wow. <laughs> so <to> celebrate. You <laughs> know what's really crazy. Yeah.
2: Because then it helps you, like you know, know how to do better for the yeah. next one.
1: Yeah. Like literally yeah, I applied on Friday and I got a rejection letter Monday morning. I'm like, Am I that bad? Like what do you It literally <laughs> took them like no. one day or like something, I don't know, over the weekend to decide. But yeah, yeah, but that's basically it just been basic. Yeah. Yeah
0: all right so we're talking about black hair because like we have someone that has interviewed a hundred black women so she has a bank of experience basically from a lot of people and like when she reached out to me i was like this is an amazing topic because she has seen the journey of black women basically coming to self-love through uh, accepting their hair and like we have done an episode already on black hair if you want to go check it out it's episode 20 that's how my hair grows and we heavily focused on like the politics of it like the history of it and everything. But, um, I kind of want to talk about, I want us to kind of focus more on like black hair in relation to self-love, self-esteem, because hair is a really big part of our socialization almost like it's a part of our identities almost in a way but i feel like it's not discussed because we just usually go through what is status quo like okay Mm. my mom relaxed my hair since i was born a lot like prior to the um black hair movement like Mm -hmm. and community a lot of us were just like uh, my mom relaxed my hair when i was younger i'm just gonna keep relaxing so i'm just gonna keep going but like then they came and they're like why do you straighten your hair why do you and then i'm like Okay. Cause my mother said so. Because, <laughs> Cause mom said so. Okay. So, so we just want to talk about that. So I'm going to start with my first question. Do you even think that there is a relation between self love and your hair and the way you wear your hair because black women wear their hair in different ways. You can have your hair natural, like the way it actually grows from your scalp or you, uh, we mm-hmm. manipulate it in different ways. Like we relax it, we straighten it. We usually try to achieve different looks, looks. So do you think that there is any kind of relation?
3: I think. Absolutely. No question about it. I think there's definitely a huge relationship between self-love and natural hair, especially for black women, because there's so much tied into our hair, you know, Um, like in every aspect of society, like there's so much discrimination, even like, you know, like you were saying within our families. So there's so many people telling us, you know, straighten your hair, or straight hair is prettier. And that's what we see on the media and everything. So I think that you really have to truly love yourself in order to Wear your hair natural. And I know for a lot of people, those processes go together. It's like as they go natural, they begin to love themselves more because they see themselves in a more authentic way now. So so yes, I think definitely.
0: You think that there is?
2: I feel like, I think there is. But at the same time, I feel like it also depends on what part of the world you grew up in. Yeah. I okay, feel like but like why? Can you? Ex- yeah. Can you explain that? Because for instance, like in Nigeria, we didn't really see hair as that big a deal like oh, it's like i mean now
0: like now you know we're what it, it is when i was because ta- i was actually talking to um a friend from work a nigerian friend from work mm-hmm. and i was telling her the exact same thing because like i was researching on these things and like a lot of the research out there to be honest is is very heavily uh, on like african-american women and mm-hmm. their experiences and i was like I-, I relate to this but not exactly yeah right um because with them a lot of times like even okay we'll get into why exactly what inspired your book and everything but Mm -hmm. like when you were telling me the story of what it is i was like okay so it's a situation where someone sees different hair types and kind of like is like okay i want to achieve this other thing because that's what the majority is but in nigeria the majority is who you are yeah but then she was like when you think about it though like Anyone that wore their hair in a natural form, we kind of associated it with like deeper life, for instance, or poverty, mm-hmm. or, poverty or mm-hmm. something. Really think yeah. about it. I don't.
2: Like um, I, I, I don't remember that. For me, okay, go ahead. Sorry, I was just, just yes. going to say that I don't remember that because I think charity, right? And I never, like, I never, it never crossed my mind. So charity was the girl I went to school with. Her hair was natural, and even like charity Ope. Like, other, like, there's some people that I went to school with and had their hair natural, and I, like, it didn't cross my mind. If anything, I just, I did associate it with, like, deeper lives so like a specific type of church yeah but like it was just okay that church like you know they don't like the idea of relaxing their hair and that was that like it wasn't like it wasn't really anything it was just like okay the church did not like people to relax their hair and that was that like it wasn't oh they're poor or anything else it was just okay it didn't seem like such a huge deal to me that like you know their hair was different than my hair it was just mm-hmm. like their hair is not relaxed great stuff my hair is relaxed amazing stuff you, you never
0: really thought about it is that yeah. what you're saying
1: i feel like for me my experience was different because okay like for till i was eight my dad was always like oh i shouldn't relax my hair right but my mom was like my hair is too hard to manage basically mm-hmm. so i relaxed it and then at like 11 or 12 i decided i didn't really like relax hair anymore i didn't want to relax anymore so my hair kind of fell on, became natural again mm-hmm. so i remember like grow even growing up like you would have hairdressers being like they don't want to oh why why don't you just relax your hair relaxers aren't expensive that's those are the kind of things they'd say or they'd oh. be like they would be insinuating that because Is it that you don't have money like as in it should yeah. it should be it should, a given like, a given yeah. that you should relax your hair at this point because like yeah or or sometimes it's like oh, okay i'm going out with my natural hair and then people tell me it's not neat or it's not well kept even mm. if it's like packed even if it's like packed, packed it's back. like it It can never really be like nice G- i yeah. guess that makes sense i yeah, guess from so-
2: a natural person perspective mm-hmm. then it's slightly different yeah because, like, because you relaxed, were the majority so, basically yeah, right so it's
0: like okay but you know what i i kind of alluded to it but sinclair can you tell us a bit about what inspired your book what made you want to go on that journey basically to find women that have natural hair
3: yeah definitely um and also just really quickly, I really appreciate learning about like a new, like a new perspective. perspective because most yeah. of the people, I mean, obviously most of the people are African American in my book. And then there's some like Afro-Latinas, but that's also a totally different experience. And there's only a, a couple first and second generation African immigrants. So, um, so yeah, so it's interesting. So I have a, I have, well, I have three little siblings and one of my little sisters is now six, but a couple years ago, she decided that she didn't like her hair anymore and she was really self-conscious about her afro um and out of the four of us siblings she has like the most um like the most like the tightest curl pattern it's like 4c hair and I think it's really really beautiful and you know I noticed quickly that her hair was you know curlier and so I always told her like even when she was two you know I, I started telling her oh you you know I love your hair like you love your hair right and she was always like yeah But then, you know, when she got to be four, she started, you know, with what she was seeing in the media, she was going to school, and still does go to school with, you know, mostly white kids, she really stopped liking her hair, she started crying about it. One time I had a friend over and she had just woken up and she was really embarrassed because her hair wasn't in a ponytail or anything. And she was crying. And that was really hurtful to me, like to see, like that my sister was, crying and just so upset. Didn't want to go to school. Didn't want to see people when her hair was not like in a, in a ponytail or just when it was in its natural state, you know, out. And so I wanted to show her that, you know, obviously it'll be her decision, whatever she wants to do when she grows up. But I wanted to show her that natural hair is definitely beautiful beautiful and she shouldn't feel like she has to change it if she doesn't want to. And so I... Got together a hundred women, took photos of them, and asked them about their natural hair stories, asked them about advice to Chloe, um, like things they would say to my sister, things they would say to themselves at four, five, six years old, and put that together in a photo book.
0: That's that is beautiful. What part of the world does your sister stay in? Like, um, live and grow up? What part of the world? Because you know how we were talking about, like, the context to, like, where?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, so she lives in. Um, so she's my. So they're my half siblings. They live in France because oh, um, okay. my stepmom is actually French, and so they live over there. And I'm not too familiar with the context over there. I yeah. think, like from what I understand, it's, it's kind of similar to here, to like America, um, yeah, like, mm-hmm. to the U.S. I think the natural hair movement might be bigger over here in the U.S. But like the difference is that I live in Washington D.C., which has like a very large Black population there were a lot of black students at my college and, you know, a lot of them were natural slash went natural during college. And my sister lives in the south of France in a majority white small town. You know, there aren't really any black people there. So I think for her that just adds an extra layer of it being hard and of her feeling different.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's such like I mean, I know we're talking about hair, but like, I feel like that's just like a grand expression of love. Like, just like Thank doing you. all of that just to make somebody feel better, right? Yeah, like somebody yeah. Accept feel accepted. Yeah. Like that's. Oh my God. Like that's so beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. No, it actually is. Like it's like,
0: uh-huh. it's like poetic. I, I absolutely
2: <laughs> love it guys. I love love. So like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, beautiful. it really is. I just, yeah. So I, I kept thinking about it as we were thinking of the, uh, the episodes and the questions and everything. And I'm just like, I definitely understand that context. I just, I was trying to transfer like that experience and see like if we ever had that kind of experience, like if, they they are parallels, not like necessarily the same thing, but Mm -hmm. parallels in how we were brought up because, okay, I say there's no qualms or anything with like natural hair. So why is it that, to be very honest, in my adult years, I have not gone with my natural hair for like just even a month. Like my hair is natural. I don't relax my hair currently, Mm -hmm. but I don't like just leave my hair out for, I mean, there's other factors like with taking care of it like it's it is kind of harder so i leave it in braids like i'm Mm -hmm. like naturally black hairstyles recently Mm -hmm. but um but i still don't wear it out like and i don't like immediately i take out my braids i make braids again like Mm -hmm. i never let it breathe and to an extent it is an identity thing like in that i don't actually I I actually don't feel built be- like completely beautiful in your natural in hair? my natural hair. Um, so I I was wondering like, is it because I am hair or are there so. aspects of that even when I was back home in Nigeria? I mean, like I obviously
2: can't speak for you. Yeah, you can. Like, yeah. No, I just but... I just kept <laughs> asking myself
0: like, is that a thing that you guys ever feel? not at all
2: mm,
1: for me um i've like i said i feel like the decision to go natural when i was 11 was sort of mine relaxers mm-hmm. changed my hair color to my hair became very light brown and i naturally have like really dark hair so at that point i was like yeah i'm i do not like this relaxed hair i do not like having straight hair i want to have curly hair so because i feel like i made that decision mm-hmm. like it's kind of been something i've grown up like i've grown up having natural hair my natural hair so you've come to accept. acceptance so i've come with to it. accept it yeah like i've I always had my natural hair out like i'm used to people telling me like oh even f- remember when i told you like in grade 12 like i did my hair in like um, corn rows, and somebody like people used to make fun of me, be like, "Oh, this is so like villagey or like yeah, like low class kind of thing." But I never. But really... there is
0: still that tone in Nigeria to an extent. It's yeah, changing, there is. yeah, but there's still like a con like there's like a with natural hair with natural hair Mm -hmm. there's still like even if you have natural hair for instance you use the example of charity Mm -hmm. who had natural hair Mm -hmm. when charity would go home because we were in boarding school Mm -hmm. she would still make her hair into something she Mm -hmm. would not leave her natural hair out when she went home when Mm -hmm. she was in like social do you get what i mean she would go Mm -hmm. home and make braids or she would have a weave Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Because we were in school, so we were kind of constricted to doing natural hairstyles. Mm-hmm. So it was the norm for literally everyone. That's just how her parents wanted her hair oh, to yeah, grow. Yeah. But when she'd go home, she'd still not wear her hair like that.
1: Oh, mm. yeah. I feel like part of it, too, is, okay, so even, okay, for so growing up, I would love, like, I loved carrying my natural hair out, right? But I would always get pushback from my parents in terms of, my dad would ask me. My dad, who wanted to, me to keep my hair natural, would still ask me, like, when are you going to make your hair? Like mm. make your hair as in putting braids, oh. putting in something that doesn't show that it's what your hair natural. actually is. But, yeah, but I feel,
2: so. I feel like they did that for every hair in Nigeria because I don't like I can't remember my relaxed hair just being out.
0: Yeah, I agree, so with, that. Like I agree with that. I agree with that, but I'm saying even hmm. when okay. I was in Nigeria, for instance, I'm so sorry. We clear. I don't want you to feel like out of the conversation <laughs> no, at this all. Is
3: so interesting. I'm yeah, no, I'm learning a lot. Yeah,
0: because like I, I, I'm trying to draw parallels to like all the stuff that I've read and I've seen from black. Um the Americans. Black experience in America in the West generally mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. us, like to see if it is a shared experience at all with the self love connection because i when they 're like black girls and like weaves and stuff and self love I feel like to some extent, the intention behind it for everyone is quite different, mm-hmm. so like it 's hard to draw a conclusion that like there's self loathing attached to not wearing your hair natural. Although to an extent, I, I truly I do believe is. there is, but I'm trying to get to the root of where, where it comes from. Oh. Even in <laughs> our, in our I, context, I because feel... in, in Claire's context, for instance, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not Chloe's context, mm-hmm. she is surrounded by white people. Mm-hmm. So.
1: But I would argue, I would argue actually that like, the same kind of like, um that whiteness mm-hmm. thing is still something that like i feel like we to some extent subscribe to in Niger- like like it influences our choices in terms regardless, of regardless even though we're not surrounded, ha- surrounded by we don't, ha- we're not surrounded by white people i feel like to some extent like the preference to want to wear for example i when i even when i went to nigeria right and i was looking for a wig Right. And I was like, I want natural hair, like wig. a 4C, 4C hair wig. This was the hair I have now, which is like maybe 4A, 3C or something like that it was the curliest hair they had as a natural hair, hair wig. wig. Do you get so it's like the idea of your hair being like and I feel like if yeah, it's just people prefer most people wear straight waves like you want to relax your hair like natural hair doesn't look neat. like was my
0: aunt we have it like the thing is i think we don't think about it more because Mm -hmm. the comparison isn't in our immediate society Mm -hmm. so it's not something that is conscious it's something that is just done i feel like i get that yeah Yeah. i feel like you know it
2: might be something but like i just don't think that like it's something that the immediate like that that we I don't think, it. so I don't think the way it's like, you know, not as self-hate thing, but like the way it directly correlates to self-love in the Western world is the way it does in Nigeria. Because for instance, like I think, okay, yes, there is that thing where it's like, like you said, we do subscribe to like, you know, the whiteness or colonization or whatever it is. But like, I feel like we don't, we still would not, we don't view it, well, I don't view it as me not liking my hair. I just feel it as, it is what it is. And I mean, yes, it, it, it also is because maybe I don't think about it that much, but, like, at the same time it's like, I feel like when my hair was even relaxed, and when people went home with relaxed hair, they still always did something to their hair. Our hairs were never left out. Like, every holiday, I don't remember, except if, like, I just took my hair out of braids, I'm letting it breed for, like, one week or something, but in general, my hair was never left out, and but most people I maybe know... Maybe that's
0: our translation of it, because, like, Okay, but like I feel like your, if that's it's the still case, your hair. You know?
2: Yeah, but if that's the case, I feel like then the self love correlation will probably not be. I feel like it's more for like the older generation, like maybe because like for me, it's like that's my norm. Like my hair being like this, it's my norm. But, so yeah. I don't know how that translates to how that directly correlates to self love. with Do you know me. why? Because
0: mm-hmm. I, I mean, do you know why I think? I guess the reason I was, um. I was like, I kind of feel like it becomes a problem where what is not your hair becomes the norm Mm -hmm. is the fact that that means like when you don't have what is external to you, Mm -hmm. you don't feel beautiful. But that's it. So like, like, I mean, I get that. But even when I went natural,
2: I was totally comfortable with my hair natural my hair out like that like i would literally even like now the do you reason, think that's the
0: truth for most people i don't i, I don't know if it's the truth for. it's most not the people. truth for me
2: i mean it might not be the truth for you but me personally even like my sister going natural i was comfortable with my hair out the only thing maybe i wished was my hair was longer that's the only thing i wish but then again it's because we all know this my hair does not used to grow <laughs>
1: like who, oh my gosh i saw you in our last school. episode before
0: imama was a host when we were talking about episode 20 when i was like i have a friend that her hair never grew when we were in high school that was, <laughs> was imama me.
2: yeah <laughs> my hair doesn't grow the longest my hair has ever grown was like my nose
0: oh, i'm not like it's very not sad. kidding not kidding at all but yeah but like yeah okay let me try to move on with like a study that i saw like just relating to this because i was like okay i need like hard facts to -hmm. some extent. Although a lot of the research right now is still on African Americans because... Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but yeah, we don't use to research. That's, on these what the <laughs> that's where the money is. That's where the money But even there, like they, they don't have, I don't know. I don't know, really. Um, so researchers conducted a study that explored 282 African American females from urban and rural communities, varying in age, social economic status, and education levels, and discussed like varying hairstyles, like how they wear it and everything. So, um, in addition to that, they also completed the rotors, rotors locus of control. So it's basically the tendency of people to believe that everything is controlled from within them. Like they can control situations mm-hmm. within them. So they did that mm-hmm. test as they mm-hmm. discussed hair with them. Mm-hmm. And then um, they also did the Rosenberg self-esteem skills test. Okay. So it's a, it uses a scale from zero to 30 where people that score less than 15 may indicate a problematic low self-esteem issue. Mm-hmm. So the study found no significant differences between self-esteem and the choice of hairstyles by African-American okay. women. So self-esteem wise, there was no correlation per Mm -hmm. se, but a significant and positive correlation was found when examining the relationship between high internal locus of control and increased likelihood of wearing your hair in natural state. So the results basically imply that African-American women who wear their hair in the natural state may be less inclined to worry about how others perceive them and compare them with European standards of beauty.
3: Mm, I think that makes sense. Yeah, because you have to get over because you have to get over so much, like all the stigma and everything, at least in the US, you know, you have to get. You have to get over all of that and sort of, I mean, even if you're not over it, you have to sort of accept it, know that it's going to come and just be okay with it. Like be okay to say, even though I'm getting all this pushback, I'm still going to wear my natural hair. So I think... Yeah, that's an interesting study I hadn't read. Yeah,
0: of it. but it's really weird because I looked at a second study and we'll post these things, um, these journals and the studies that we're talking about, but it's crazy. But this study is from, it's like a much older study than the one I just talked about. They say they found a correlation between self-esteem and, um, like, and, Wearing your hair naturally I would think, and everything. I feel like I would think. I would think that there is, but I think that it's one of those things where it depends on your sample size. Mm-hmm. Like, where where yeah. are you looking at? Because like more educated people, it might you might see no correlation. Like, mm-hmm. but people that are like in more rural areas, like if you look at that sample size, like and are not biased and everything. Yeah, and it also um,
2: kind of depends on where you're looking, right? Are you looking in, like a densely populated, white populated area or? A densely black black, black populated, populated area so like yeah, yeah,
0: it's really hard to measure these things basically, but I feel like there will be a um a relation like from my life experiences anyways, mm-hmm. that's what I would say, but I just feel like Which it's important is? to okay. still like a relation with your self esteem and your hair, okay. Um I think it's extremely I know we we are talking about this in context to like Nigeria and everything but it's fast becoming a global world where people don't necessarily always stay in the same context um same continents, continents or that, even or countries that they're born in so it's increasingly important because for me if I stayed in Nigeria forever and I like I just stayed like, it wouldn't have, I think I wouldn't have had to ask myself these questions mm-hmm. almost at all. That's why I'm like, when people wear mm-hmm. their hair like that and they're in Nigeria, it's our status quo. You never have to question it or mm-hmm. anything. You never even have to like see what the other, like other, what's the flip side to this? Because I will just keep wearing my hair in a weave till I die. And that's all I know. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I've never been like, why don't I wear my hair the other way? Like, mm-hmm. but I've come here and, actually had to question that and then i saw like i think there are self-esteem issues related Uh to that and i i just thought it was really problematic like it's really problematic and i i I, one day i'll come to it but i have not so the black experience is different as we've all been talking about Mm but um can we talk about the um the role of media basically and I'm um, setting beauty standards basically because we even in Nigeria consume Western content regardless. Um, so Claire, what would you think, um, what, what do you see as like social media's, um, influence in like our social media or like social media media (laughs) media in general media in general thank you um media in general like setting beauty standards and basically what we aspire to and then it contradicts like what we are and (laughs) and our self-love
3: that's interesting i think actually i want to talk about social media now that you brought it up because i think um like with the whole natural hair influencer movement if that's okay
0: yeah to talk about yeah um,
3: Yeah, I think it is. I think it's interesting. And that's what, you know, some of the book, some of the women in my book mentioned that the natural hair movement is great and everything. And it's amazing that there's so many natural hair influencers out there now who are giving tutorials and things like that. And one of the things that we need to be careful of, though, is that we are not just centering like lighter skinned black women with uh, looser curl patterns, you know, (laughs) and that we really need to make sure that everybody is represented, like, darker-skinned black women with 4C hair especially, because I think that... And, you know, that that was one of the things that I was working on with my book when I I went back and I looked through, you know, maybe half of the pictures that I had gotten so far. And I was like, you know what? I think I need more people with, with uh, like, tighter curl patterns, you know, like with 4C hair. Yeah, um, because I think that so often they're not represented in the same way. But I think that when those women are lifted up, all of the rest of us are lifted up, if that makes sense. So I think that that's really important. And then also, um, I mean, just in terms of media in general, I mean, I feel like still we rarely see, at least in the US media, which I feel like is consumed in most places.
0: It really is. Um, Yeah.
3: So it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, rarely, I feel like you don't really see black women with natural hair that much in the media. And when you do, rarely, um, it'll just be like one character in a movie or something. Oftentimes mm. there will be a lot of, you know, like a lot of pushback against it. I know there's this news reporter in Colombia, mm. like the South American country. I forget yeah. her name, but she she's black and she wears her hair natural on air and she's gotten a lot of pushback for it. And so I think that, you know, that also makes it hard because black women know if they're going to go into media and they're going to be seen by people, you know, all over the world, then it's hard to, to deal with that pushback on like a global level. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's really
0: important. Yeah, exactly.
3: You know, it's I crazy. It's I some... just
0: realized even in Nigeria, like almost all our movie stars have, has anyone ever seen like, apart from like Genevieve in like that movie, And mm-hmm. uh, what's the name of the, the new movie that she Lionheart? Did? Lionheart. She had like natural hairstyles and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Unless Saved they're a village.
0: Village, that's um, when we see their hair. And like yeah. it's those kind of portrayals, yeah. right? Yeah. You had I, a question in a Yeah, I
2: do have a question for uh Claire. Um so like I love the representation that you decided to kinda like portray in your book with the different types of hair. But I'm just wondering and this is really just me playing devil's advocate because I feel like I like this role. Yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> do you think that the reason why like three A B C four A Hair is mainly portrayed in media, or is mainly what like you know is photographed and seen, is because they are more available. So like they're more present because they are they more comfortable wear their wearing hair. their hair out. So I mean, if they wear their hair out, you see them to put in your movies. You see them to take pictures of them, as opposed to the four C's that don't wear their hair. I their thought hairs about that as she was talking. So to yeah. Yeah. yeah, do you think that that might be a reason? So in that case, can we like if that's a reason? Can we then fully blame the media?
0: Yes, Mm. that's my answer. But Claire, I
3: think. I mean, I think it's sort of like a vicious cycle. I think that, Mm. I mean, the media really has so much power. I mean, especially Hollywood here in America. I mean, they can really, they can really do whatever they want, you know. And so they can put out whoever they want. And if they put millions of dollars into a movie, it's gonna people are gonna watch it, you know. Um, And like I think we saw with Black Panther, for example um and the representation of dark-skinned black women with natural hair um i think we i think there were so many black women who really related to that because it was like oh my gosh this is what we've this is what we've been missing this is what we've been asking for this is what we've been this is like the affirmation that we've been searching for you know that media hasn't hasn't given so yeah so i i guess there is like there you know maybe black women with 4c hair with like tighter curl patterns are less likely to wear their hair natural because of the pushback but i guess as someone kind of like in media then i think it's even more important
0: to, to push
3: that. yeah like, yeah so the, because the it, and, yeah. as she yeah. said
0: it is a cycle yeah. so it's like yes mm-hmm. they, they 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 are more i can agree with that more people with looser curls wear their hair naturally but it is because they, they see other people wearing that, their mm-hmm. hair naturally because it is accepted. Mm-hmm. So if it just keeps going the way it is, it will be the way it is. Mm-hmm. But if people, more black people start wearing their hair naturally, then people will start being like, Hey, she wore, I like that hairstyle. Why, why don't I emanate that? Because I have that same curl pattern. Mm-hmm. Like a, yeah. <laughs> pattern. Mm-hmm. you know it's crazy because even watching genevieve just watching genevieve in lionheart and the different like intricate hairstyle she was doing with her natural looking 4C hair I-, I kept taking notes like each scene she'd wear like a different dress and like different hairstyle and i'm like "Ooh, that's a style I never thought about that. I'm going to do that next. But if you don't see yourself represented and you don't see the different things you can actually do with your natural hair, you think there is nothing. And so you just don't. And I feel
1: like even if the person is not doing a style specifically, if you just see more people out with a hair type that looks like yours, Mm -hmm. even if it's not like an intricate style or anything, Mm -hmm. you just feel like, oh, I can actually come out and feel normal. Mm -hmm. Like I will come out and people will be looking at my hair like, was down your head yeah, who does or that or like i go to work and someone is asking me questions like Oh, is that your hair? Like, oh, okay, what's that? Like, how did you get? <laughs> or your like, hair how did you that? get your
0: hair to do that? And That's a question. Like, yeah, really? like, yeah, I've gotten yeah. that so much. I've like, how that. is your hair standing? Like, do you put gel? Like, do you? No, sis, my hair defies gravity. Yeah, you know, like, not
1: <laughs> yeah, being able to, like, you know, being able to avoid questions like that, or like, just people assuming you're unkempt because, like, your hair. Just, yeah, because it just
0: becomes the norm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. I say intricate hairstyles because we know that bl- black girls we express ourselves a lot through our hair mm-hmm. we like doing different things we've mm-hmm. grown up doing like being so versatile with our hair mm-hmm. so if i know that i can only wear my hair in an afro for instance like how it grows I, I, I might get bored but i'm like okay so i can one day i can switch it up with my hair like this like mm-hmm. my hair too can be like i can do things with my hair that's why i just mentioned like multiple hairstyles mm-hmm. how about the role our the roles our mothers our aunts and like just older sisters people around us play in that self-love and hair because yeah because i think they even play a bigger part Mm -hmm. than like media so i feel like yeah like definitely like
1: i feel like it's up to us the newer like the generation that's going to have kids now to just know to reinforce those things like what claire is doing uh, yeah basically like you know Mm -hmm. i think it's really good (laughs) yeah like i mean Make it conscious. Make it, yeah, make a conscious effort to, like, you know, let your kids, like,
0: I, I don't know, like, just, yeah, make a conscious effort to, like, yeah. teach your kids. It's crazy. I do that with stuff. my sister. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like growing up, although I think she is kind of conventionally beautiful, but um, I would say I'm, No, this is not a self-esteem episode. I'm not going to mm-hmm. discuss my self-esteem issues, <laughs> but growing up, I just never had anyone, like, off the hair thing, just, I never had anyone consciously be like, you're beautiful, like, or like your, or just positive reinforcement mm-hmm. in my looks, like my physical appearance. So mm-hmm. I grew up with it, an issue, but I tried to make it more conscious. Like I'm like, girl, you're beautiful. Like I, my younger sister, she's like six years younger than me. I'm just, I make it conscious. Like mm-hmm. because it's, it's those things that you're just like you think it's not a big deal, but it plays a really big part. And even when my mom... Oh, God, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not discussing. (laughs) Mama. Like, just those small subliminal things, like, don't wear your hair like that. Like, Mm. it's like, you're not saying that it's ugly,
2: but you are saying
0: it through your action. Mm. It's just like, why is your hair like this? But it's like, then I kind of attach my hair to not negative things mm-hmm. and then what is not my hair to like positivity being kept being mm-hmm. professional so it's just those things because people are like let's be honest people don't blatantly say especially at in nigeria anyways people don't blatantly always say it like like your natural hair isn't beautiful. No one just says that. But it's the actions. It's the things around it. So it's like being more conscious when we're raising kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, like, you need to reinforce mm-hmm. the fact that their hair is beautiful. Yeah. And put them in front mm-hmm. of, like, examples. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think it's definitely it? allow them to have thick skin to show other people that, like... Because, okay, with my sister, for example, when I went mm-hmm. to Nigeria, right? Like, I twisted my hair. Like, my natural hair, I just used, did twist. So my sister's hair is, like way shorter than mine, right? But she did the same twist I did. And, like, because, like, I was twisted, even though, like, my hair wasn't long, it was still, like, I felt like she... That's something that she probably wouldn't do on her own if not Mm -hmm. that I did it, right? Mm -hmm. Being the example. Yeah, being the example. And then even if people are commenting on the hair, right, like, she knows that she has someone with
0: her that, like can carry that thinks that. is cool. Yeah, that thinks yeah. is cool. and makes her feel like it's they really cool look too. up to like yeah. examples. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You're, when you're young, you're so impressionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like it's easy. How I about don't you, have a young sister? <laughs> well, Actually, yeah, your I sister mean,
2: isn't that yeah, my sister much. Is, like one year younger than me, and yeah. like honestly, I just.
0: Yeah, I know. do what you want, girl. <laughs> like, do I like, <laughs> exactly? Like she's I haven't figured it out. So I mean, I don't bro, know. I'm bro. just like, yeah. you know we're going
2: together. We go as we go. <laughs> but I mean, she's actually now going natural. So yeah, I'm like that's she's cool. in the process. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just like, you know what? Do what you want to your hair. So, I like. She's yeah.
1: I don't think so. What do you think, Claire? Um, the role of our mother's sisters. What What do you think about that? Like. What what are your opinions? I mean you clearly
2: already have a role in your sister's yeah. life. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: <laughs> well I have a yes, I have two sections. I have a section in my book. So the book is like divided into sections and one of them is mothers and daughters and one oh. of them is sisterhood. And so I basically section based on what my- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I didn't know Dan Powell
2: was going oh. That's cool, oh. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Mama wants to cry. I like, do. <laughs> this is yeah. so really cute, man.
3: Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, for me too, it was like a really emotional process making the book. I definitely cried at times. Um, so for the motherhood, um, for some people, there's a lot of pain. And then for some people, there's a lot of joy in terms of their relationship with their mother and their hair. So, you know, one of the women was saying that she, she told her mom, basically that she wanted straight hair and her mom Was really affected by that, and her mom said, "Okay, you know what? I'm going natural to show you that your hair is beautiful." Um, So there, there are moms who really take it that far, you know, who really, who are really willing to do anything to to show their daughters, yeah, that that their natural hair is beautiful. And then there are some mothers, um, and it's not that they're bad or anything, obviously, but just because of what they've been conditioned to believe. You know, there's one woman in my book whose mom literally forced relaxing cream onto her hair when she told her she didn't want to get relaxers anymore, you know? And so that's, I think, I mean, having your mom force relaxing cream onto your scalp is is a really big sign. She's telling you, like, your natural hair is not good enough. It's never going to be good enough, you know? And so so I think that definitely that relationship (laughs) that you have with your mother is really important in terms of hair and for for myself and for Chloe my my mom is white and then my stepmom is also white and so it's a little bit different because my mom and Chloe's mom you know they always tell us like your natural hair is beautiful your natural hair is beautiful you should love it but it's different when you can't look up to them as um when you don't see yourself reflected in them in terms of hair you know so I think that's a that's a little bit different for my sister and me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think in terms of sisterhood, I guess that's also partly why it's so important for my sister and I, you know, to be in this together, you know, because it's because it's us, yeah, us and 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 our other sister and my brother. Mm-hmm. And there are some um, some sisters in my book who talk about how you know one of them inspired the other one to go natural. Mm.
0: Um that's a goal with my sister. Yeah. <laughs> her hair straight. Oh. I'm going to initiate her. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 even aunties. Like it's not even just like maybe your mom wears her hair natural or whatever and then like you have an aunt that comes in and she's always like, I don't know why you're like um you not your like, children. like why are you let your children look like this, they don't look presentable. It's like yeah. kids don't all it like as Africans anyway, specifically, we almost we raise our kids like I mean, that's changing slowly, but it's like a village raises your kids. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for me, even if I, for instance, when I was in Lagos, um, I went to um, school in a different state from where my parents stayed. And like on really, really short-term breaks, I would go to my aunt's house. So if my parents were, for instance, reinforcing one thing that might have been healthy, and I'm just using this as an example because that didn't really happen for, in- well, another thing. <laughs> but like that didn't really happen with the hair thing but um if even if they were like enforcing positive things it's like the people you surround yourself with as well are going to have influences on impressionable people Mm -hmm. so you also have to make it a conscious decision to tell those people around aunties and even uncles maybe like stop don't instill those negative like things into my kids like Mm -hmm. try try, Mm -hmm. like that's not how i raise them like their hair is beautiful Mm -hmm. so like please let them love themselves yo
1: this is kind of off topic but when um Claire was like, oh, um, you know, someone, someone's um child told like their mom that they wanted to relax my hair, their hair. I swear if like I have a daughter and she was to tell me that she wanted to relax her hair, I would just start crying. Oh, because I would be like,
0: how do I even like go about? Yeah. That. Like, I I'll think just- you should let her. Yeah. Huh? Let her like that's what I think. Uh. Let her because as long as you are showing her. That her hair is beautiful. At the end of the day, it is her decision, and that is a thing that we also need to learn. Like mm-hmm. guide. The, you can only guide kids. You can only like but give why? them an example. But I feel like letting. Why would you let them though? Why? Yeah. Because like and how like, young are like, they? I mean, like
2: so like how young like, are like, they? I'm not saying you should like force them. Like I'm not saying you should force them and be like, oh, you must not relax your hair. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like I would want to know why you want to relax your hair. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, you probably want to relax the hair because you don't think your hair is beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. Or because you're trying to copy, like, you're trying, like, peer pressure or something. So, like, you know, it's one of those two reasons. Because I can't think of, because if you want your hair straight. Okay, so if they say, yeah, yeah, it is, like, all my friends' hair. Okay, then if that's the case, then I wouldn't let them. Because it's, like, I mean, I would
0: explain to them How young are they? Let's start with that. I
2: mean, if they're coming to ask me, they must be young enough to ask for permission yeah exactly so it's like i mean because if they're not coming to ask for permission that means they can they're old enough to do whatever they want to their hair Mm -hmm. but it's like if they're young enough to come ask for permission even if they were 17 and they're coming to ask for like i would still want to know why because it's like of course you would ask why exactly so it's like like, at the end of the day
0: like what are you are you going to restrict what they want to do
2: i mean like if they want to relax their hair and it's based on the fact that they don't love their hair and self enough, then yeah, I would restrict it. Yeah. Because I think like so. I'm not going to feed that flame of because like, like like you allowing it is Do you like,
0: think they are still not going to have that self loath even if they do I don't. mean so
2: like see they might they might still have the self loath, yeah. But like yeah. I am not then like so it's like if you allow it, I feel like you are feeding the flame. Like you're like feeding into it like, okay, like I like in a sense I subconsciously agree with what you're trying to do. Like I subconsciously agree that your hair is not beautiful. Enough. You can
0: do it and tell them I still don't agree. You, I'm I mean, sorry. You, you can tell them,
2: but that doesn't. But your actions are not doing. No, the but same that,
0: that's thing. what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. We're not going to agree on this topic, I, and I've okay. seen that we're not. But I, I think to an extent, um, it's not every single like what I've talked up from what I've talked about. I have at that point I have walked my talk and I've lived showing you that I've, tr- I've done my best mm-hmm. trying to show you that black hair is beautiful. I have raised you with black images of beauty. I have shown you the media that I feel like represents your hair and everything mm-hmm. if at the end of the day you want to I, I just I think it's just your raising style that like now differs mm-hmm. because I feel like I would want to raise my kids to have autonomy over mm-hmm. what they do because if you relax your hair and like down the line your hair isn't healthy and a lot of times it's not mm-hmm. then you will learn and see that that is not how your hair is naturally supposed to be anyways mm-hmm. and then you will learn that this is so I relaxed my hair and it was my decision and this is what it is about, you, I just think you know. I think for, I feel like you know is. what. Can okay, I
2: mean. we can talk about this like after yeah later. A more. Okay,
0: yeah. Claire, what do you think? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean,
3: I think. Ooh, that's a tough question. I mean, I think I would not. I mean, I definitely would try my hardest to convince my kid to not get a relaxer. I mean, I guess obviously if they're like. 17 or something you know if like they're old or maybe like they have a job or something like that it is important for them to have autonomy but I would want to make sure that that the autonomy is actually their own and that's that's actually their own decision and that it's not coming from external societal yeah exactly from external influences and I would really question if if you know my daughter was like I want to do this thing that's really damaging to my hair and that's going to burn my scalp and you know all that I would question is that really your own decision is that in the is that in the interest of you know self-love yeah I guess that's what and I mean I guess that's how I feel about my sister too is I mean ultimately she's going to decide what she wants to do but I, I'm i trying my hardest to show her that she doesn't need that she doesn't need to
0: you know yeah
3: and I hope that she sees that she doesn't have to to be beautiful and you know from all the women I, I've spoken to none of them you know all of the ones whose moms never let them get relaxers are really grateful about it now mm-hmm. they're like i'm really grateful because i never had to go through the big chop i never had to do the transition mm-hmm. like you know, i'm I just- so envious
0: of people that yeah yeah. That. Mm-hmm. yeah same because they've developed systems around their hair already because mm-hmm. like they grew up with it they know how to manage it because a lot mm-hmm. of us are like okay it's stressful yeah like to an extent uh, yes like black hair might be because the curls are tighter. Mm-hmm. So I think it's different, like the way you have to take care of it, but they've been doing that since they were born. So like they know how to take care of their hair mm-hmm. already. Basically. And I feel mm-hmm. like a
1: lot of people, a lot of people I find who have never relaxed their hair have this, their hair always looks very healthy. thick and healthy yeah. for some reason. And I don't even know. I, the reason why? is
0: chemicals. Yo, my, for my Sis. child, I
1: swear, like, I'm just going to be like, you can't touch your hair relaxer until you turn 18. And that's why that I, I was like. like,
0: I guess it depends on the yeah. age. There is an age where autonomy. Well, but if they're coming to
2: ask you, like, then they will just go do it.
0: They can still relax their hair under your, like, they can be 17 and be under your roof still. But then they won't ask me. Like, I mean, like, if you're I going would to think just you go will. do
2: it, they
0: wouldn't ask me you're if they want to relax. You're still living. Huh? Here. Like. I don't think I, even though I live with my parents, like when I lived with them, even when I was like 16, Mm -hmm. I would still be like, oh mommy, I want to go straight on my hair. Like it's, you're still kind of like a child, maybe not legally or anything, but you kind of still are. Like you still run, have to not permission per se, but you have to run things by them regardless. So yeah, then they're not asking for permission. They're telling me. I don't know. It's, it's dicey, but yeah, I just think one thing is that I, I personally feel like it's, important to reinforce self-love because i think the problem is about loving yourself even from what the relaxing thing not letting them it's about you want them to accept themselves even from that young age Mm -hmm. so i think it's just really important to um reinforce the self-love thing at the root of everything like i think black girls can wear their hair however they want to but Mm. it's it's the deeper thing is i do you love yourself in like all the states and especially your natural states mm-hmm. like
2: and so I just wanted to touch yeah. on something so you saying that you think black girls can wear their hair how they want to I feel like it's important to kind of emphasize that because I do know that I have some friends who are relaxed yeah right and like they're literally are against going natural not because Again, okay. like not because they don't like the natural movement or anything like I feel like for them it's like It has become such a narrative that if your hair is relaxed, you don't love yourself. Like, it has become such a thing where people are like, oh, only natural hair people love themselves. Like, it has actually become such a thing that, like, they're just like, well, I'm trying to show you guys that... I love. I myself love myself regardless. And, regardless. and I feel like that's fair, and I feel like that should also be like. I mean, I'm not saying like you know, I'm not advising you to go get your hair relaxed because like I personally, the reason why I'm natural is because I'm not about those chemicals. Like that's that's just it for me to be honest. <laughs> we saw like, what they did to your hair. I'm not about those chemicals. Like yeah. they, like my hair did not grow an inch. <laughs> did not for flourish
0: seven years. So yeah. <laughs> well, I just had a flash image of your mama's hair. In yep, it did school. not
1: grow.
2: Wow,
0: wasn't that
1: bad? It don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, sh- I'll show you. And it was bad. I have pictures. I have pictures. It was
2: so bad, but yeah, but it's like I feel like it's so important to let them know that like you know, like you can love yourself and have your hair's relaxed. Like that could just be your preference, yeah. And like that doesn't mean you don't love yourself. I mean, I still believe like you know we should be natural because chemicals are not great for us. But like if your hair is relaxed, that does not mean that okay you hate yourself and yeah. your self-esteem is on the ground it just means that your hair is relaxed
0: mm-hmm. or even like wearing weaves for instance yeah like it wearing it really wreaths, to like, some wins. people hair is just hair like, Exactly. and like that's just what i want to wear um i think what's just important is just asking yourself do i love myself in my natural state too mm-hmm. um and i think it's so important to ask yourself that question like like no matter even if you're not going to wear your hair natural just ask yourself can i live if my hair wasn't in what is not my hair would i die would i die (laughs) like would i survive would i still love myself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what i'm trying to say is self-love at the end of the day i don't know yeah no self-love is paramount yeah i can't stress the importance of it because like i had to really ask myself it and i'm still in the process of being like yeah like seriously accept yourself do Mm -hmm. i And questioning it um but i think not enough people question it um, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's just it. So I'm just, just gonna bring it back to the book, which and, is totally awesome. Which is totally <laughs> awesome, by the way. Yeah. I saw some pictures. Guys, you should really check this book out when it comes out. But, um, I can imagine that in the process of like interviewing people and, um, taking their pictures (laughs) 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 so you guys knew the word (laughs) thanks um so many black women like you um took their pictures you had the chance to talk to them were there any main things that you learned from that process and could you share some of those things with us yeah
3: definitely probably the biggest thing is or i guess yeah one of the biggest things that i realized is just that self love is so um Self-love is so contagious, which is a really great thing because, um, like, even though, you know, I'm doing this project for my sister, I still, you know, obviously we live in a world with, like, Eurocentric beauty standards. So there are still times when I'm like, oh, I wish that my hair was straight or that it was, you know, that my skin was lighter or whatever, you know. And so even though I was doing this book for my sister, the more I was photographing and, like you know, really making sure that I was surrounding myself with these black women with natural hair to take pictures of them and interview them, I found that I did start to love myself more as well. Um, and seeing them just so confident in their blackness, so confident in, like, their natural curls really made me feel more validated also. And so many of their stories also, you know, would be like, oh, I, you know, didn't feel super comfortable, but then someone complimented me on my natural hair and then that was it. I, I felt affirmed, you know, or I wouldn't, I was in college and I saw all these other black women with natural hair and they look so happy and carefree. And so I thought, okay, me too. You know, I'm going to do that too. And so, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things I learned is that, is that natural hair really is, or that self-love rather really is, um, contagious, contagious. (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's also not like, um, you know, I think it's also important to mention, like, there's not just one type of black woman with natural hair. And this is what some of the people in my book also talked about is like sometimes, you know, this one woman was saying people can see me with my Afro and think that I'm like a soul sister and like, you know, for the culture and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely the, there are some some women in my book who. You know, that is why they went natural. But this one woman was saying she just went natural because all of her hair was falling off from the relaxer. So <laughs> she didn't want to go My mom was like, so yes, yes,
2: now. yes, my life. <laughs> Say that again. So, like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> so it's just such a diverse, I mean, we're such a, di- you know, diverse group of people. And we're in like all fields, like black hair is professional. You know, it's I mean, the people in my book, they're students, they're activists, they're models, they're.
0: Just from college students, you know, just like in
3: all these different yeah. fields, singers, artists, dancers. Um, and so, yeah, there's really not just like one type of black woman with natural hair. I think that natural hair is there for any black woman who wants to have it no matter like what field she's in, no matter where she's from. You know, I think it's for everybody.
0: Yeah, I have a like really funny story I heard on like a podcast or something where they were talking about hair and the girl was like, she notices like every time she has her hair in like a different style, she gets approached differently like, mm. and by different people. So like when she has like a weave, she has like the mandem, like the, man the dem. you know, you know what I mean? Like the, the mandem, man, the, the man <laughs> like okay. you know, th- those guys, like. And then every time she has her hair out naturally and in her afro, people approach her like, okay, Nubian queen, like, you know, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see her as like this like almost see her hair it's as like a soul political sister. Soul, oh, sis- yeah. soul sister black fighter, a black fighter trying to make a statement it's like no I, oh, I, I man, might actually Africa just not or, be that way okay, yeah, I, you yeah, can't yeah, infer that from yeah. me just wearing my hair naturally mm-hmm, like yeah. it's so weird because w- when you were talking about how like there isn't just one way to wear your black hair your mm-hmm. your actual hair it's just crazy that like the way you, you wear your hair is attached to certain things to I I find like sometimes it's kind of like
1: it's so like we were, we're talking so much about black hair and i'm just like with other races like hair is just hair do you get that kind of thing like it's just because
0: it's the norm for them but then yeah yeah,
1: it's so crazy that like and even in our culture i mean yeah for sure our culture hair hair shows like status and stuff like that right but like i still check out episode 20 yeah but i still feel like it's just i don't know it's just so much like i don't know just so much like how do i how to explain it i don't know what the right word like is we're emphasizing
0: use. it too much no
1: not that we're emphasizing it too much but like the fact that we have to emphasize it too much is so like crazy stressful. Yeah, stressful. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah 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 that's crazy um and could you see because i know you you kind of touched on it in the last question but i know you interviewed people from like different walks of life and different um they were from different backgrounds you even said you you interviewed some nigerians right
3: um I'm trying to think of anybody's Nigerian. I know there are a couple um Africans but I think Africans. I don't think from Nigeria actually.
0: It's true we're not the only ones actually. But um <laughs> <laughs> but they are entitled. Yeah, we, we are entitled. But like I'm just saying I'm asking like did you see any common themes with all these people with different backgrounds like even though they grew up in different contexts context is yeah context context (laughs) i I need to stop doing that like every single time i mispronounce a word i go back and i hone on it and i draw people's attention to it but okay sidetrack did you see any um common themes in everything that they were saying um were their shared experiences and i guess i can i know the answer from that but yeah yeah
3: (laughs) yeah definitely i mean one of them i mean i guess one of them i mean most people you know weren't from africa and don't have you know, don't can't still trace their roots to Africa. Um, but that was a thing that a lot of people were talking about was that their natural hair makes them feel more connected to mm-hmm. their roots, to Africa, there were a couple people who did DNA tests to find out like where exactly in Africa their ancestors were from. Mm-hmm. And so it was really interesting hearing about, um, and this is people from like African Americans, Afro-Latinas, like, you know, from different places talking about how they feel like their natural hair is a gift from their ancestors, wow. and it makes them feel more connected to their to their ancestors, you know, and to their heritage. So that was I think that's a common theme. They are um, so
0: beautiful.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's so interesting, though, because Why? I'm trying to imagine like an Nigerian saying that.
0: Like it connects me to my roots.
2: Yeah because it's like we're already in our roots or, yeah it wouldn't be the same yeah it wouldn't be the same so I feel like that's just really interesting but how, you, like, know you know what It's
0: even like you say that but then when I um see pictures of like historical Africans for mm-hmm. instance and I see their hairstyles I'm like oh hey that looks like Shadia dude that looks yeah, like, I mean, so, like, yeah. It, like, it still you know, makes me feel like I'm like oh that's where that is from like do you get what I mean or I see although like Egyptians are, I'm West African so Egyptians are not really like my context or my roots <laughs> But just seeing, like, Egyptian hairstyles and stuff like mm. that, I'm like, hey, that's where that's from. Like, you know, like braids and like all the hairstyles, intricate hairstyles. I wouldn't say we're not that conscious about our ancestors because we don't pay too so much attention to them because we're already on their land anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, but <laughs> it's nice that it does, like, right. But that's, yeah, we don't really think about it. Yeah, that I mean, like, really I, like,
2: I, like, I just thought it was interesting because, like, it's, you know, yeah. like the African Americans and the Afro-Latinas, they felt that way, but I'm like, hmm, I wonder, if, like, a Nigerian has ever thought like that, like, or, like, an African oh. period has ever been, like, huh.
0: This when I think about it hard, words. yes,
2: it does for me. I, actually, I have never thought, like, oh. it has never. Even, like, now thinking about it is... It still doesn't. I can't. I can't. I can't oh. click for hair,
1: like, no. Yeah. But in terms of lost cultures, yes.
0: But that's yeah. a different... Co- like topic, topic and yeah. Daily.
2: yeah that's
0: cool though so like um you we did talk about when we first started what had inspired you to start the project but um did that goal or the inspiration ever change at any point when you were making the book did you ever have like a shift at any point
3: yeah, so, well, I mean, my first, I mean, my first goal from the beginning has been to show Chloe that her natural hair is beautiful. And that's still like what keeps me going. grounded in this project. And every time I see her, um, cause like I said, she lives in France, so we live in different countries, but every time I see her, I just feel more motivated. So that's still my main goal. But I think like the more I learn and the more I talk to people, The more I talk to people for the book, and the more I talk to people about the book, the more I realize that this is really something that's global. And um, so I'm getting the book translated into a couple languages, which I'm also excited about because I really shout out to you, girl.
0: (laughs) Okay, nice, thank
3: you. Because I really want it to reach people, um, you know, all over the world. Because, like you said, there are common themes, even if you know someone in. I mean, someone in. Nigeria can have the same experience as someone in Dominican Republic can have the same experience as someone in Canada, you know, Mm. Um, even if, you know, there are going to be differences even among, for example, African Americans, but there still are, I feel like some common struggles, you know, like we all consume, well, for the most part, American or Eurocentric, you know, media, media. we all, you know, a lot of us, you know, no matter what country face pushback from our families, There, you know, a lot of us go through the big chop, you know, from all these different countries. And so I think that these common stories, um, I do want it to be shared across the world. And the more I think about it, the more I think it would be cool, like if I, you know, one day, if I have enough money, it would be really cool to like expand this project more globally together. globally yeah to hear yeah. their
0: the other context of like people and their hair That'll be so cool that yeah. will be, be so, so cool. cool thank you yeah to see that yeah because I, I definitely do think it's crazy that a lot of the narratives like even the research when you search these things up a lot of times it still comes from the context of um, african-americans right. and like their experience i can still draw parallels and everything but it's not my exact experience so it'd be also nice to see like representation of like black women from different parts of the world mm-hmm. like maybe black yeah. women in like russia too like that, that i want to see i really want to see that, oh, I, see. <laughs> really that, see that. Yeah. yeah um so has chloe had the chance to see the completed book
3: she hasn't seen the completed book um yeah. but i've shown her like bits and pieces of it and i showed her the you know like the little trailer that i sent you yeah yeah she was really excited about it. She Aww. was like,
0: oh, all these people know me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how Stad that do. <laughs> that is That's so cute. cool. Yeah. And like, you know what you should do? You should actually try to, when she finally sees the book, you should do a reaction video. Yeah. I was going to say, you, you really, really that. should. Like, yeah. And so we get to see like that. And we're like, Oh my gosh, this is something I should keep doing to like all the young yeah. black girls around me. It would be really rewarding to, to say i would love to see that anyways yeah you know yeah Yeah. thank you I so do that. much claire this has yeah, been an amazing you. conversation mm-hmm. and like um yeah we just want to hear from like what you guys um listening i know we have guys and girls that listen to this podcast but we kind of want to know what your experience with your black hair and your self-love journey has been um so far we want to know if you agree or disagree with anything we've said or if you kind of just relate and if you've ever thought oh my gosh have you ever actually thought to wear your natural hair for like a whole month and what how does that make you feel because i had to put myself in that shoe and those shoes and it made me feel uncomfortable and i was like oh shit there's something there (laughs) yeah so let us know but there's this thing we do on the podcast every two weeks now (laughs) Because <laughs> we're bi-weekly now, and it is lesson of the week. Oh shit, so, one
2: and then it left my head.
0: Sorry, so we ahead. can yeah, we can we Goes can go around. Asked. Do you know what we always do? We have our guests do it first.
2: <laughs> so, oh Claire,
0: what have you learned in the past week? What has life taught you?
3: What has life taught me? Let's see. Man, I was hoping I would go last.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> you thought. <laughs>
3: Something I've learned, um, I think gratitude. I mean, I feel like I'm always learning gratitude, but, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been trying to look at things from a different perspective. And so instead of saying, Oh, I have to go to work saying, Oh, I'm so grateful that, you know, I have an income and stuff like that. Um, so I've been trying to work on that more and teach myself like the beauty of the world around me and all the privileges that I have.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. That's true. That's really cool, why me? Okay. You always look away and then I'm like, it's her.
1: <laughs> you're like all <laughs> those class teachers. Like, this, oh yeah. My God, oh my God. In, in primary school, I feel like they would always call me cause I was usually quiet and like, yeah, I would look you look away. like you don't know it. Like, yeah, I would avoid <laughs> cause I hate speaking in public. Like I hate, I hated having to answer questions in class. Yeah. You're the easy prey. Yeah. Go on. Sad. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I actually think I have something. So, um, I was watching like documentaries about like scientific, like facts and stuff. Like that, right? Is it
0: the flu thing?
1: Yeah, I, I mean Sorry. the flu thing was part of the stuff I okay. listened to, right? And then there was one video I listened to on meditation, right? Mm-hmm. And like, um, what I just learned, and I felt like I, it's my lesson of the week because I feel like I want to kind of incorporate it to my life. It's just the way, like you know, in the in the episode, like they had a monk come in and speak about like how he meditates and how he helps him. It helps him deal with problems. Mm-hmm. And then scientists took a brain scan of him. And they just saw that the areas of his brain that were activated anytime there was like a stimuli basically or something happening to him versus a normal person, his brain actually responded to it differently automatically. and stuff like that and then um he just explained that like oh i guess that's probably what's happening but it's just because like meditation allows you to just um come to terms with issues or difficulties in your life basically and stuff like that like the more you meditate so meditation is basically like going to the gym but for your brain so there are a lot of things we do in our brain that's kind of like involuntary like a lot of thoughts that pop into our head that we have no control of we allow stress like kind of take over us Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and so many other emotions that kind of take over but then meditation allows you to kind of not really control it but better learn how to like manage it in a way that mm. it doesn't affect your states. Yeah. like you're able to say I see that I am stressed and like okay, I cool. identify but I like, identify. I'm able to yeah continue oh, yeah, yeah so it. it's just I thought it was interesting and I I've been actively looking to like Meditate.
0: meditate like even if it's just 10
1: minutes a day or
0: something it's like crazy that. because when i was in toronto i met this um indian guy as well that uh, he was at work yeah um and they used to hold meditation se- um sessions and everything and he was so passionate about meditation that like for a period of time i too started meditating but i don't know that i saw the difference like that because i didn't do it for an extended period mm-hmm. of time but the way he's so passionate about it and like even how i see him live like like, even though there was stress at work and stuff like yeah i can agree with that that they but you have to do it right that's something oh, I yeah. feel like they don't yeah. tell people yeah they don't yeah yeah like you have to do it right and consistent consistently, consistently for it yes. to actually have yes and that's true yeah life. yeah that's
1: true. it's like going to the gym
0: yeah exactly like mm-hmm. me for instance this week i've gone three times but mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. next week i'm probably not so like i'm still not gonna get this hot body. <laughs> yeah so, oh my gosh i think we're going for afro nation next year Yes, we are. And then now my body has to be hot. When I'm is like
2: it? Affirmation is in March. Oh, March. And then
0: well, my body right now is like, it's entering the winter bud. Of- yeah, no, we, re- we reject that. Body. We reject it in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Imam, hey, you're up. No, no,
2: no. you're up. Ah, I'm my, going last. Why are you so?
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Um, ah, uh, life has taught me so much this week. Um, a lot. I just have to pick one. Um, I've been much more conscious of like my, my mind state like even like there was a time I was just doing something this week and I just I stopped and I never do that I just stopped and I'm like I'm alive Mm. like I was like I'm alive that's crazy Mm. like that's crazy that and I like I guess it plays to Claire's gratitude um thing like we we just go through life and we um we just experience things but like even littlest things i think we should stop once in a while and just be like that's crazy like mm-hmm. i'm alive and i'm so grateful mm-hmm. for that and um i also had the chance to feel much happier than i usually feel um because i i was occupying my time i like being busy i like being surrounded by friends and these last couple of weeks i have been and i just i i just really appreciated life for that so that's yeah nice. that's good imama europe that's beautiful i know yeah. thank god um
2: i feel like i have learned i have not learned it i am hoping to learn it <laughs> <laughs> discipline
0: okay I, I feel like it's oh, i have the learned the, food the, importance, and everything. Yeah, the importance of discipline like, now you guys should really see mama's schedule thing i couldn't do it <laughs> but i really hope i'm she trying can. this
2: thing where i'm like you know like i said at the beginning like i'm trying to just Develop like a more health, a healthier lifestyle to kind of live by. And I feel like, I mean, I kind of have always known how important being disciplined is, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this past week, it's just been more, it's been more. I guess out there for me because I've been trying to be more intentional about going to the gym. It's in healthier and stuff like that. So I definitely have had to be more disciplined than I usually am. And yeah, I just found that like there are a lot of areas in my life where I feel like I want to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I want to make a lot of changes, just like a bunch of things. That the reason why I feel like I haven't done a lot of things that I want to do in life, even though I really am happy about where I am, but like, I feel like there's a lot more I can be doing and I haven't done them is because I'm not disciplined. So yeah, it just kind of has taught me the importance of discipline and I hope to be more disciplined before the end of this year and going into next year so that, you know, I can have a hot buddy before affirmation. Amen. And <laughs> amen. <laughs> That's a prayer point. And so that I can just obviously just be better in general.
0: Yeah okay and i just want claire to let us know when this book is coming out because we are looking forward to it yes we are So, when is it dropping and where can we get it when it drops
3: so it's coming out in spring 2020
0: yeah
3: Um,
0: (laughs) so get your monies ready
3: yeah gather your coins Mm -hmm. and um it'll be on amazon and like you know, like Barnes and Noble, all the big, um, oh, yeah? I guess, like, online platforms.
2: Is it going to um, be in can- uh, Canadian bookstores, do you think?
3: Yeah, so I'm, well, I'm working on it. I've been, like, making connections with some bookstores. So hopefully that'll happen. Um, like in D.C., for example, there's a lot of Black-owned bookstores, which is really cool. And hopefully, mm-hmm. like, I have I have big hopes for the project. So hopefully um, it'll be, it'll go far that
0: would be so um, cool. We're sending good vibes your way. We just yeah. hope that like this book is big and like it it really touches like the people that really need it and mm-hmm. it does exactly what it's intended to do. Amen. Amen. Because even the snippets that I've seen, I'm just like Girl. So cool. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Claire. It's Thank been an amazing conversation. You. Thank, you. Thank you for having me. All right. Let's say tra- hi to Chloe. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell her I she has like Nigerian fans that are in Canada. Yeah. Tell her her hair is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. i will be very excited. All right, guys. It's been your host Matilda. Hadiza. Imama. Hey, Claire. <laughs> and you've been listening to the African Lipso podcast.